Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. If you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Jeff Aiken about teaching leadership through Star Trek and pop culture. Jeff Aiken, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thanks, John. It's really great to be here. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from Portland, Oregon. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about teaching leadership through Star Trek and pop culture. And we were just having a fun conversation in the pre-interview. It turns out we both grew up in Salem, Oregon. We graduated a couple years apart from each other. We went to kind of the rival high schools um, in Salem, which anyways, it's just fun, a small world. And I was also mentioning how, how fun I think it is that you... Um, do all of this in your your own podcast and you teach leadership through Star Trek and pop culture. I've always dreamed of teaching a university class that was all based on, instead of having all the readings that we just watch movies and um, video clips from TV shows and such to, to illustrate everything. And that's what you do every day. So that's fantastic. As we get started, I wanted to share Jeff's bio with everybody. Jeff Aiken is a 20-year veteran of the public and private sectors. He has extensive experience in both media and entertainment, as well as over two decades in management and leadership. Jeff specializes in listening to others, helping them unleash their true potential, and giving feedback that is authentic yet kind. I think that's a great way of framing that. Anything else, Jeff, that you would like to share with me or my audience before we dive on into the conversation? Well, and as we'll come out through the conversation, I'm a huge nerd, and I love Star Trek. Uh <laughs> And I think that's fine, right? I mean, yep. nowadays, you know, when you and I grew up in the mean streets of Salem, as it were, like it wasn't so cool to be a nerd, but I feel like I feel like I helped pave the road for everyone today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I you know, I don't know what your preferred Star Trek um uh element is, you know, Star Trek the Next Generation early to mid nineties. That was like the bread and butter for me. Uh, that's still when my wife and I want to watch old episodes of star Trek, we still, we turn on star Trek, the next generation. It's totally uh, so, yeah, like that the makes comfort. Us, yeah. It's like the it's comfort, a comfort star thing. Trek. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's makes me a bit nerdy as well. Um, but I just recently, you know, the, there's that new, um, the, the new movie series that came out with Chris Pine. Uh, and I know people have different feelings about that, um, that series, 
Uh, but I was just introducing um, some of my older children uh, to that just, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, because uh, they really, they know culturally about Star Trek a little bit, but they'd never really seen any movies or anything. So yeah. anyway, it's kind of fun. And as we were talking in the pre-interview, you know, there's just so many lessons, whether it's Star Trek, whether we're talking about pop culture in general or other, there's, you know, other movies, other TV shows. There's so many great ways that we can learn leadership principles uh, and that's, you know, through popular culture and media, that's, it's a way that resonates with a lot of people. And perhaps we can connect with people in a way that's, you know, a little different than mm -hmm. the traditional modes. Uh, so I think it's fantastic that you take this approach. Um, so let's start with the why behind this. Why do you teach leadership through Star Trek and pop culture? Um, what really got you into this space? Well, as a, as a manager, right? Like I, I've been working as a manager for a long time. I like to joke that if I had any real skills, you know, I'd have a real job, but I don't. So I'm a manager <laughs> and it works, but I felt like my real job was to develop and create other managers and leaders. I believe managers and leaders are different things, right? It's a different skill set, but I think that everything jives best when you can kind of get some uh, synergy. There's one of those fun buzzwords, but synergy between the two. But I was always struggling to get, I'll say, younger or inexperienced managers excited about leadership. Hey, read this book, right? Go watch this TED Talk. And there's great stuff, great stuff in there. But I mean, let's, let's be honest, a lot of it's pretty pretty dry and, uh, and, and boring at best. And it's just a lot of facts and a lot of lists and stuff. And I had one day when I was really frustrated in a meeting. You've probably actually been in this meeting before, John, where... They're talking about something and they're asking a question in your head. You're like, didn't we already make a decision on this? Like, why are we talking about it? We had action items. Like what's going on? And I was in like my fifth one of these in a row and I just got really frustrated. And I literally like, I raised my hand and I was like, Hey, um, can we have meetings like Captain Kirk has meetings? You know what I mean? Like issue, discussion, decision, and action. Boom. And that's when the light went off for me. And I realized that unintentionally, I'd been learning leadership my whole life watching Star Trek. And so I went home, I watched some Star, some Star Trek, which is, I mean, that's just a pretty universally applicable statement. <laughs> but I watched it and I just started thinking like, what else is in here? You know, what else can I learn? And it is endless. You can learn, I mean, there's having difficult conversations, there's running a meeting, there's talking about a toxic work environment and what to do about those things. And so that's, I, I flipped my script and I stopped handing people the great books to read and I started telling them to go watch TV shows. And I have just seen incredible growth in the people that I work with things just click for them a little bit better. And I feel like now my magic touch is telling them which episode to go watch, right? Like, oh, that's a really good, it's a really good problem you're having there. You know, in the Voyager episode, Rise, there's a really good example of how they need to have an authentic conversation and, and how to do it. Let's, why don't you go watch that and let, let's talk through it. And immediately, like, awesome things happen. Yeah, that is fantastic. And it does just connect with people in a different way, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, and, I, you know, there's lots of great books out there. You know, I like to think of myself as an, an author, a researcher. I've written a lot. I would like to think that the stuff I've written is valuable and that it helps people. But the reality is it's just different. And mm -hmm. different people um, really prefer different 
modalities of of taking in their information and and thinking through it and and how to apply it. And so this is just another great way. I, as I mentioned, you know, I I would love to teach a class where this is just kind of what I do. Um, I've never really gotten there, but I do find myself probably almost weekly in class where I'll just tell my students, hey, uh, informal extra credit, you know, like go check out this, you know, because we're talking about whatever concept, go check out this movie, this really great depiction, or go check out this TV show or this episode or whatever, like you were just saying. And I don't, I haven't formally integrated it into the course, but it comes up repeatedly as I'm talking about concepts and issues. And, and then I get students coming back and sometimes I'm dating myself, right? Cause I'm referencing something that they've never even heard of or, you know, from whatever. Um, sometimes I am a little bit more uh, up to date in my pop culture references, but regardless, if they go and they watch it and then they come back, uh, then there's so many great conversations that come from that and, and a lot of really good application that can come from it. So I, I think that's fantastic. And, and I know that this is what you approach you know, not only in your trainings, your, your, the work that you do, but with your podcast, uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I, I host a podcast called the Starfleet Leadership Academy and, uh, and it's, it's just me, it's just me talking. Right. But I have a long background in, in broadcasting. I worked, uh, I actually worked in professional wrestling for, for about 20 years up until COVID really changed, changed the game. And it shifted me from, from wrestling to podcasting, which John isn't really that, <laughs> they're not that different from each other a lot less violent. Like my, uh, my orthopedic surgeon's a lot happier with me now that, uh, now that I sit behind a mic all the time. I've crafted a podcast where I watch it, watch an episode of Star Trek and I break it down, but it's not boring, right? I think for me, I don't want it to be a Star Trek podcast. And I don't want it to just be a leadership podcast. In fact, when I started thinking about doing one, I wanted to do a leadership podcast first. And so I, you know, I go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever, and I'm like, gosh, there are so many leadership podcasts out there, so many great ones, you know, out there. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I have what it, you know, anything new to offer in that space. It's pretty saturated. Well, hey, I love Star Trek. Let me do. Oh, wow, that is really saturated. There's a whole lot more in. Yikes, yikes, we're good. I think we're good. And I gave up on the idea until I had that epiphany with the meeting a little while ago. And I was like, I can talk about leadership through Star Trek. And there was nothing, there was nothing I could find doing this. And so I give a little recap of the Star Trek episode because not everyone that listens is a Star Trek fan. And then my fun part, I get to talk about like, hey, this is an awesome episode. I loved it for this. Or, hey, um, if you watched this, uh, God bless you. Like this. Make this Christmas memorable with Goat Guns. Get the coolest miniature gun models for your collection. From historical classics to modern weapons, we have something for every firearm and hobby enthusiast. Surprise your loved ones with the gift of Goat Guns, the perfect blend of quality and detail. Shop now and spread the joy at GoatGuns.com. This is, oof, yeah. (laughs) There's over 800 episodes of Star Trek out there right now. There, There are some stinkers in uh, in that in that mix but then i break down the leadership concepts right so i'll talk about things that are really specific like instead of saying no say yes if right and identify your constraints or i'll talk about a project management piece or i'll break down part of lean or six sigma you know process improvement kind of a concept the the topics 
have been endless. I started the podcast in early uh, 2020 after the, we, we responded to the pandemic and I was like, I really hope, I really hope I'm not doing the same podcast every time. Right. Or I really hope I don't run into an episode that has nothing in it. And I have had such a wide variety of things to talk about. And even like, I'll watch the episode the first time and I'll look at my wife and I'll be like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to talk about in this one. And then I'll start writing, you know, I take it, I'd watch it a second time and I write and I take notes and every time I'm like, Oh, there's something awesome here, especially in the original series with Kirk. Sometimes it'll be like this five second interaction on the bridge where he does a thing or says a thing. And I'm like this, let's talk about all the things that went into this moment and why he was able to have this awesome interaction with his yeoman that, you know, normally you wouldn't see or anything, but no, it's, it's a, I try to make it fun and relatable. I just leadership. I have a good friend. His name is John Rennie. He's got a podcast called deep leadership. It's excellent. But he says that leadership is a people business. Yeah. hundred percent. And when you're working with people, like people are cool. People are fun. Why do we have to make it so stodgy, you know, and like so formalized. And I think that through the format that I've created, I can make it fun. I can make it kind of silly and sometimes stupid, you know, but in ways that like it makes lights go off for people. We're like, Oh yeah, this is great. I love hearing from people where they're like, Hey, I I watched, you know, listen to this episode. And then I went and watched the star Trek episode. Then I did it. Here's what happened. It's like, Oh, look at this. We're making a difference out in the world. And it's just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's fantastic. And while I've never, I'm not sure I've ever specifically referenced star Trek movies or episodes, uh, in in my trainings or my classes, one that I have, which is is sci-fi, is uh, the Ender's Game series. Mm. So even before they ever came out with the the movie, whenever that was five plus years ago, um, I've always loved those books, and so it's it's been um, a series that I've referenced often, and uh, I, I've even presented at a couple academic conferences where I you know leadership principles from Ender's Game. Uh, that's been kind of fun. And then the movie came out and that made it a little bit more accessible mm-hmm. um, to the average person. Uh, and that that's fun. So anyways, just to reiterate, look, well, look for anything. leadership lessons anywhere, right? I've uh, done for anyone uh, listening. I oh, do, I do, I do extra bonus episodes. Like I have a Patreon, right? You know, and so I'll put bonus. There's a fun British show called the it crowd or the it mm-hmm. crowd, you know, about some tech support guys in the basement. I've done leadership deep dives on that show. I've done leadership deep dives on star Wars, you know, of course the Orville, you know, it's really in like that sci-fi space. But one of my favorite ones I ever did was my little pony. (laughs) (laughs) There's an episode like this is, this is, here's my, here's my freebie for everybody. Go watch season six, episode 10 of my little pony. It's called Apple Jack's big day or something. It's a 20, it's a 23 minute long episode. I have, it's a master class in lean and six Sigma. It's just, I have never, never seen it explained more simply and applicably than in this, my little pony show. (laughs) I'll have to go ask my little kids because I know I have a couple daughters that have really loved my little pony. (laughs) So I'll have to ask them about that one. That's all I got exposed. Yeah. My daughter loves it. And and it was on the background and I heard it. I'm just like, what, what, what was, what is this? Let's watch this one again. That's super fun. And those shows like Star Trek, like the Orville, uh, like um, Star Wars and, and many others. One of the the messages that comes out repeatedly for me as I'm watching them is 
inclusion. And of course, we're talking about kind of this utopian future, right, where we've come together uh, as a human race to leverage our capacities and our our differences and our our capabilities to to be able to you know live life in such a way that we can actually go explore the stars, right? Yeah. Uh, like we're not being held down by our petty differences and war and all that kind of stuff in this future, in this futuristic kind of story. And it's, it's really great. And you go, they, they go explore and they interact with other cultures and you always, it comes up so often in so many episodes where there's just this, this wrestle, right. Between, um, you know, respecting and honoring this culture that they're encountering on some planet somewhere mm-hmm. in the universe um, versus kind of their own sensibilities and trying to find a way to to just be inclusive. And I think that's a message that we just need to hear over and over and over again in a variety of different ways. Um, and I know that's one you talk about a lot too. So I'm wondering now if we pivot a little bit and maybe spend in the next little bit of, of time together, what are some of those, um, the measurable outcomes that can come from fostering inclusion in a welcoming work environment? And are there any examples that pop into your mind from from star trek uh, that helped to illustrate that you know one of the foundations of star trek of gene roddenberry's vision for it is called the idic or infinite diversity and infinite combinations and i think like that's kind of the ultimate leadership principle you know when we can embrace everything i feel like diversity there's diversity equity and inclusion and i think that they're alphabetical for a reason right you start with diversity so you can build equity so you can achieve inclusion. Diversity is a checkbox, right? Inclusion is action. And in one of the programs that, cause I, one of the things I, I think is unique about me as a teacher in this space is I'm not just a full-time coach. Like I'm actually a full-time manager who still works. I'm in the trenches. And I think that that allows me to, you know, really put my practice into practice in a, in a real way. And, and also I love doing the work. In order for me to put that into operation, the IDIC principle, I worked with local, um, I don't know, uh, programs that help support people with disabilities, specifically people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and helping them to compete equitably for employment, uh, you know, with dignity, with benefits, with great paid, you know, things like that. And so we've really focused on building that pipeline. And when I initially went into this process, I got a lot, I caught a lot of flack from my, my colleagues and the other executives around the organization who were just like, you know, Hey, this isn't a charity organization. You know, we have business to take care of or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this for charity. One, I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do, right? We preach equity all the time. Heck, we have a policy that says we're an anti-racist organization, you know, which is awesome. Let me put that into practice a little bit, but I'm also doing it because of the measurable outcomes. So what I have now is I have a lower head count than I had prior to building this pipeline. And that's not a negative, right? It's not that I've gone and laid people off or anything. Through attrition, people have promoted and we just haven't had to fill because I have skilled workers that want to be there and are part of a valuable team that enjoy learning new skills and applying them. Because we've created an environment where people, regardless of you know their ethnicity, their religious background, gender, disability status, anything can come and really just be themselves, they, 
They want to be there. And what's amazing, when people want to be somewhere, they tend to perform really, really well. And so I'm producing more. It's costing me less money to do it. From a, like an HR standpoint, we have almost zero disciplinary situations going on. Just the, the what I call the babysitting work of management is almost non-existent. Or when it does exist, it's a value add, right? And things of like, hey, I saw this interaction you had with somebody. That was great. You know, it'd be better if you did this, right? And so we're actually developing people. And kind of one of the things I love, like one of the big celebrations I have is we've been able to hire these people who have disabilities that society has all but written off, right? Now we'll send them a disability check. They're good. Just let them sit at home. That's fine. We brought them in, made them a part of the team. And now I have them leading committees. I have them as lead workers, you know, and, and people in, in positions of authority. And everyone has benefited from that. And it's because, really, because Star Trek, <laughs> in a real way, showed me that when you just look at the person and see what's on the surface, you're seeing 5% of the package, right? Like there's so much more there. And when you can create an environment that's just welcoming, I, I, I've said it a couple of times, but it just bears repeating. When you create an environment that is welcoming and that people want to be in, when they wake up, and even if they're like, I don't want to do my work today. But I'm excited to go see these people and contribute to this greater vision or mission that we're working towards. John, it's that that's like a it's a superpower and and it just it absolutely is is blows my mind when I see organizations who publish their diversity metrics and it's like great. Um do people feel like they want it? Do they feel wanted? There or did you just hire them? You know, or are you turning and churning all day long? Or are you actually like unlocking potential? Show me your your bottom line, right? Show me your retention numbers. Show me those things. Who's sticking around? When you can build all that, like, gosh, management just becomes almost a joke because you're like, yeah, they're good. <laughs> they got it figured out. They yeah. don't need me anymore. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I talk to so many leaders, as I'm sure you do, uh, that they just feel like they don't have time for this stuff because they're just spending so much time running around like a chicken with their head cut off, putting out fires all the time. Mm -hmm. And I try to reiterate the points that you just made. Like if you focus on this, it makes your job easier. So much easier. <laughs> like, like in the, in the short run, it takes a little, it's, it's hard because you're like simultaneously putting out fires while trying to lay the groundwork. Right. But if you do that work, you lay that groundwork and that foundation, you create uh, accountability and trust in a, in a culture of belonging within your organization. So many of the petty little things that you have to deal with just go away. They're gone. Or, or they become much easier to deal with. And you just spend way less time focusing on those sorts of things and way more time focusing on what actually matters, all the strategy, the innovation, the relationships, all those sorts of things. So absolutely, I completely agree. Let's as we start, you know, if, if we're embedded in an organization that's kind of a toxic culture and we just feel like we're constantly running around putting out fires, okay, we probably can't switch overnight because we probably don't have enough bandwidth to do that. But let's start slowly to shift, start to, to dedicate, you know, X number of hours a week towards this sort of work. Um, and pretty soon you can start to dedicate more time and more time. And then you're going to, at some point, you're going to be able to flip uh, mm -hmm. to the point where, 
more, you know, the majority of your time is focused on this sort of work. And, you know, a minority of your time is focused on the fire putting out stuff. And then over time, it'll get better and better and better. Uh, that's what I've seen consistently uh, in my own work experience and my work with other organizations. Yeah, if you can pick one thing or give yourself one little chunk of time and do that repeatedly, I don't know, in, in my experience, you'll start seeing changes. It might take like six months, right? It might take a year, but it does happen, you know, and, and you'll see them start to happen. For me, my aha came eight months in when all of a sudden I literally had 16 people too many. Like I didn't have work for 16 people. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like my head count is this, how can I not have, are you not doing the work? Are, oh no, our metrics are just rocking. Like what? And so then my jobs changed from managing all these little fires to, Hey, how do I help these people promote and find other opportunities? Because I, Frankly, I don't, I don't need this many people anymore. Yeah. Well, Jeff, this has just been a super fun conversation. We've only scratched the surface. I think there's tons more we could talk about. Of course, I think the, the principles from Star Trek are endless, uh, but that's why you have a podcast. So exactly. I would direct anyone uh, listening, anyone in the audience today to go check out Jeff, check out his podcast. Uh, Jeff, before we wrap things up, uh, tell us again where we can find that. How can people connect with you? And then give us a final word on the topic for today. Best place to find me is on my website. That's pretty easy to remember, starfleetleadership.academy. Head there. You can get the podcast. I've got blogs. I've got all the good stuff that you need. I'm also on the social media at Jeff T. Aiken. It's A-K-I-N. And the podcast is available anywhere you get podcasts. Pretty easy to find. Just look it up. And I think my final word on this is Star Trek. Star Trek paints a picture like it shows us the possibility of a better future. And my belief is that we can get there. Like it's achievable. It took them hundreds of years, you know, to get there from where we are now. It might take us that long too, but to get there, we need better leaders. The leaders of today are not going to be the leaders that move us to tomorrow unless we get better. And I think people like you, John, people like me through the Starfleet Leadership Academy, we're working to, to create that for people, create that, those leaders who can take us to that idealized future where Inclusion is just part of what we do and who we are, where we support each other in everything that we do. So I appreciate the work that you're doing very much. And I look forward to connecting with some of your listeners through my podcast, Starfleet Leadership Academy, as we help people develop the future that Star Trek shows us is possible. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Jeff can do for you. Check out his podcast. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Make their Christmas unforgettable with goat guns. Looking for the perfect gift for your husband or man who is a gun lover? Look no further. Goat guns are the greatest gift of all time miniature gun models. They are the perfect blend of quality and detail. 
From pistols to rifles, there's a GOAT gun for every collector, history buff, or gamer. Whether for display or for a fun collecting hobby, GOAT guns will bring joy and excitement to him. Surprise your loved ones this Christmas with a GOAT gun, the ultimate gift that won't disappoint. Shop at GOATguns.com.